Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Testudo Talk podcast. As always, I'm Emmett Siegel here with Andrew Chodis. Andrew, we're a couple days past the most recent game for Maryland football against Virginia. They got the win, moved to 3-0, and and now we're just one day away for Maryland football's Big Ten opener and their first road game of the season. They're at Michigan State. How are you feeling as you know we're nearing a, another game day? Yeah, it's really exciting to find Big Ten play underway. A ton of headlines uh, coming into this game, obviously, as the Terps go on the road for the first time this season. Uh, it should be a really exciting game to watch, and I think it's going to be a really important test for, for Maryland as well. I think we're in agreement that this is definitely their biggest test to this point. You know, that's not saying too much. Towson, Charlotte, and Virginia are not the strongest opponents, but uh, definitely going to be interesting to see how Maryland reacts to a road environment, reacts to Big Ten competition. Like you said, Michigan State, they bring a lot of storylines to this game, to this season. This has been about as tumultuous as you can imagine for Michigan State um, to start the season in terms of off the field stuff. So I guess we should probably start there because I think that's probably the biggest national storyline that's going on with this game is really just about Michigan State and everything that's going on with their program and, you know, head coach Mel Tucker. I don't the the terminology I get a little hung up on the terminology because I'm not sure if he's officially been fired or been told he's going to be fired or suspended or whatever it is. But long story short, he has coached his last game for Michigan State. Um, there are sexual harassment allegations. He says they're false. The university is going to fire him for cause. Um, do you think that this stuff will permeate into this game on the field? Do you anticipate that Michigan State now having an interim head coach, now knowing that a lot of their players who were recruited by Mel Tucker are not going to uh, be playing for the coach that they expected they were going to. Do you expect that this is the kind of thing that could kind of permeate under the field for this game as well? I know this happened before the last game as well. Um, I think it definitely showed uh, in their last game against Washington, right? I think as this was kind of all un- and they come out and they, again, providing against a really good team in Washington, but they put out a really poor performance, so lose 41 to seven. I think now that they kind of have, you know, an official decision of how Mel Tucker has coached his last game. I think maybe they've had a week kind of just to allow that to process, but it's, it's such a tough situation, right? I, I can't imagine uh, being a player. And obviously in my recruiting process, I had this coach, you know, a, a high profile coach recruits me now he's gone. Right. And you look at interim coach in Harlan Bennett. Uh, so I, it's really an unprecedented situation that Michigan State's going through. And you have to imagine for the players and for the coaches, right, how how difficult that is trying to get your mind in the right place entering Big Ten play where it's going to be tough matchup after tough matchup. Um, but I think I think Mike Loxley, right, I know he mentioned, you know, we have to focus on our game. You know, we can't really worry about them. But how do you not, right, when you know all the storylines that are revolving on the, on the other end, end of the table? And I think that's definitely going to – I think it's actually going to inspire Michigan State, right? I, I think after what happened last week in their game, all the noise on the program, I think that they kind of have this mentality of, oh, you know, we kind of need to show the world that that we're moving past this, we're going to rally behind this. And I think that's actually could present the challenge for Maryland, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's fair. And you mentioned that game against Washington last week. And for anyone that didn't get a chance to watch, uh, Michigan State didn't look like they belonged on the same field as Washington. And, and like you mentioned, Washington is one of the best teams in the country, one of the best offenses in the country. We know what kind of quarterback Michael Penix is, and we saw a little glimpse of it at Indiana. And he's kind of been unlocked there, there at Washington a little bit. But the way that Washington just kind of thoroughly dominated that game, I mean, you know, Michigan State's defense, Michael Penix can, can fit balls into tight windows. That's an NFL caliber quarterback at times, you know, among the best in the country. But even so, I mean, these receivers were wide open. You're seeing coverage busts left and right. 
On the offensive side of the ball, Michigan State's allowing a ton of sacks. They're not really able to get anything going. Their offensive line was really unimpressive. Um, so I guess the question would be, was that the Michigan State that we're going to see this week? And and like you said, I, I would anticipate no. I would anticipate that against Maryland, we'll see a better Michigan State, a more motivated Michigan State. But but you have to wonder, you know, what that does to your psyche when your coach leaves. And and obviously Mel Tucker has no one to blame but himself. But you know, w- the team has to kind of bear the responsibility of the rest of the season. And you see that result the first week around. Now you just have to wonder whether that translates to next week against a weaker opponent like Maryland. Well, I, I think the other thing is you, you just like you kind of met, we really mentioned how Michigan said like last year was a really tough year for them as well. Maybe they come into this year all thinking, you know, we, we, we can turn it around in, in some sense. And now this kind of happens. You you have a bad loss early on in the season. So it's kind of just thinking like, what is their mindset right now? Right. It's just, it seems like it's negative after negative after negative. And now it's, you come with the Big Ten play, most players say, you know, it's a, it's a new season. It's a fresh start. So I think they'll definitely be looking to kind of fl- uh, flip the script uh, against Maryland. And Maryland needs to do the same, right? This is a Maryland team that has a road in, in Big Ten play. They've lost three of their past nine games uh, on the road in conference play under Mike Loxley. So there's th- these teams that are both trying to show, show something different, right, in their first games in Big Ten play. So I think it's going to be really interesting storyline of a team that's right now going through a bunch of negatives, trying to turn into a positive and a team of Maryland that, you know, in the past they've had negatives when, when they enter conference play and they're trying to show the country that they can maybe pull a positive as well. Well, here's, here's a question. I want to pose this question to you. Um, and I, I'll, I'll give my opinion first, you know, playing a team like Washington, Washington is better than any team Maryland has played by a mile, right? Maryland, they're three, zero, and we know Michigan State is two and one and they had the bad loss, but Maryland has not, really had a game that, you know, I know, I know they were a little bit close at the beginning, but Maryland's not really had a game where they're against competition. We're really expecting them to have a chance of losing. So I just wonder my opinion on this first, like whether or not playing that kind of competition helps Michigan state or hurts Michigan state. My opinion, I think it helps just because it can help, you know, motivate them. You know, they, they can kind of, after you play Washington playing Maryland, you know, Maryland's a really good team, but, playing Maryland the week after Washington, perhaps that, that helps you kind of work out the kinks and you have a, a little bit more, it's easier to, you know, kind of tweak things that maybe didn't go well after a loss. Um, but I'm curious, what do you think? Do you think playing a team like Washington as composed to, as, as opposed to, I should say, Maryland playing, you know, a weaker non-conference schedule, you know, where, where do you stand on that in terms of preparing you for the rest of the season? Well, I, I think there's pluses and minuses out of, out of both, right? When you, when you, when you enter a game with three straight wins, obviously the morale is high, but also when you when you come off playing a really tough opponent and you see some of your weaknesses where you're able to improve off of them. And also it's just the experience of playing tougher competition, right? Maryland hasn't had that. And, you know, to be frank, every every game Maryland kind of plays this season, the competition goes up, right? They go from here, Indiana, provided that's whatever, but Michigan State into Ohio State, right? And at the end of the season, you have the Penn State, the, the Michigans. So your schedule kind of gets harder. And for Penn and for Michigan State to have that really tough matchup to kind of learn where they need to become better at and, you know, face that adversity, right? You, could, you, you can only get better from adversity, in my opinion, I think. That's how you get better. Um, so I think it's definitely a plus for Michigan State to have, to have this tough loss against a perennial college football playoff uh, team. Yeah, for sure. Um, Maryland, like I said at the intro, uh, this is the first road game, and we don't know how Maryland's going to react on the road. Um, I'll get into kind of a, a key to the game, something I'm looking for. Um, and, and if anything comes to mind, you can always you know chip in with with one of yours as well. Um, yeah. Starting fast is going to be so important in this game. And we saw the slow starts, and, and we talked about it. You know, you can go listen to the recaps of of the other two games here on, on the podcast feed. On you know, just the, the the slow starts for Maryland have been 
brutal, but they can dig themselves out of that hole against Charlotte and Virginia. When you go on the road, though, and Michigan State, even opponent aside, right? Michigan State is better than those two teams, but even opponent aside, when you go on the road and you start slow, it's so hard to dig yourself out of that hole. There were some questions posed, obviously, to you know Mike Loxley, a couple of the players about what it's like playing on the road. And they were mentioning how, how it is harder. You know, it, it kind of throws you off a little bit. And we all know, you know, college football is one of those sports where home field advantage means so much compared to some other ones. You know, Maryland cannot afford to start slow again in this game. And um, that's just probably the number one thing that I'm going to be looking for when it comes to deciding how this game is going to, to shape up is definitely going to be that first quarter. And whoever wins that first quarter, I think is going to have a real edge. Yeah, no, I, I mentioned this after the after the Virginia game. I I said if Maryland has these these slow starts again, they're they're, they're not going to win in the Big Ten. It's it's as simple as that. Um, if if you go down fourteen nothing four minutes into the game against Michigan State in East Lansing, you're you're it's going to be extremely difficult to come back and win that game, especially with the again they didn't show it uh, in the against Washington, but but we know the defense that Michigan State uh can provide when when they're playing some of their best football. Um, so I think that you have to keep, especially on the road, you need to keep at least close uh, within the first quarter. Uh, we've seen what what Maryland's offense ca- can do as the game goes on, so I, they'll need to continue doing that. But you're right, it's all about the starts. And if they don't get off to a, I don't want to say perfect, but if they don't get off to a clean start, right, where they, they need to kind of eliminate some of the ill-advised mistakes that they've made, it's going to be really tough not only to win in Michigan State, but to win at uh, other, other places in the Big Ten. Well, here's here's a question. You know, it's only the fourth game of the season, so. It's a bit maybe premature, but when you look at the way Maryland's schedule is shaping up, and we've talked about it a lot with the problems Michigan State is having off the Mm -hmm. field and and the way maybe that could affect their on-field performance, you know, Indiana's weak, Uh, Illinois doesn't look as good as last year. Um, You look at at some of their other opponents down the road and you see a lot of wins. Is it too early maybe to call this like a must-win game for Maryland? I mean, this is seems like the kind of game that if you're going to have a season where you kind of take that next step in the win column, this seems like one you might have to have. It feels like a must-win game for Michigan State more than it does for Maryland. Um, but for Maryland, I think that there are a lot of very good things <laughs> come out of a win versus a lot of demoralizing things can, can come out of a loss, right? So you go into 4-0 with a, going against Indiana with a team, you probably have a decent chance of winning. All of a sudden, you kind of look, you're 5-0 going against Ohio State. Ohio State plays Notre Dame this week on the road. That's going to be very, I mean, there, there's, there's a very realistic chance that we can have a Maryland Ohio state matchup with Maryland having the better record, which is a storyline in itself. Um, must win. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't go there. Um, but I would say it is a win that could provide a lot of positive meaning for, for the Terps as, as, as the season goes on in the next two or three weeks. I think, yeah, I think, I think most people would probably be in agreement with that. And, I would, I guess, just like chip in what I was saying about that Maryland, uh, or I should say that Michigan State offensive line against Wisconsin, or not Wisconsin, I should say Washington. I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the schedule, maybe. Um, that offensive line performance against Washington was not was not impressive at all. They were getting moved around. They were getting kind of bullied by by Washington's front. So I think that's something that that you know Maryland. I'm getting into another key of the game. You know, the, another thing that Maryland perhaps should try to exploit, and we we've seen a little bit of pressure. You know, the pressure on the quarterbacks. Um, we saw it kind of in the Virginia game. They were, they were making Anthony Calandria a little bit uncomfortable. Um, Michigan state's quarterback play really, really questionable the last couple of weeks. 
Noah Kim is the starter, or at least was the starter. Uh, Caden yeah. Hauser is, you know, he's a, he was a four-star recruit like a year or two ago. Um, he looked pretty impressive. He had like one nice deep ball um, against Washington, which you don't want to overreact to, but he seems like the kind of guy that maybe you would look to give the job to moving forward. You got to wonder if there's going to be a quarterback change there. And if there is, the defensive front for Maryland is going to be super important. Yeah, I I, th- I think that I personally, I, I'm much more uh, concerned. I think the bigger storyline is Maryland's offensive line versus its defense. I think its defense kind. Of, I think its defense has shown off even last year and and so far this year that they definitely have the talent to compete. Again, provided they haven't faced a Big Ten opponent, but they just look the part more so than the offensive line who has looked. They've improved each game. They've looked very iffy against weaker opponents, and now you go in conference play with, with a conference that debatably has some of the best fronts in the entire country. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this is, this is their first test, right? How can they stand up and how can they protect Leah Tagovailoa in the first of, of, of seven games, right? And it's only going to get more difficult. And it's kind of seems as the season goes on, the defenses get better and better. And this is going to give us a pretty good idea. This game is Maryland's O-line, or are they up to the task uh, to actually compete with some of these very dangerous uh, defensive fronts? And that, that offensive line has been kind of gradually getting more healthy. I know they're not fully there, and obviously there's some some you know nicks that pop up um, as the season goes on, but you're starting to see maybe a little bit more of a preview of what that unit they anticipated it would look like. Well, I don't even, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that we've seen a preview of the unit because I don't think we've seen them have, have a challenge that's more so how they line up. I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. How, how they line up? Sure. But I'm, but I guess I, I'm just saying, I just think that it can be a really, um, if I'm a Maryland fan, I'm, I'm really nervous uh, for, for this week on the offensive, on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I think it's going to be my prediction. I think it's going to be a tough first half of that offensive line. I think Michigan state's kind of going to have their way early in the game. And I think that there's going to be a lot of adjustments that are, that are going that are going to need to be made. Yeah. Just that's entirely possible. Um, I can definitely see a scenario where Maryland's offensive line struggles, just considering, you know, like you said, they haven't been tested. And that's kind of where that question that I posed, you know, a couple minutes ago comes in about, you know, they, they haven't been tested. So you don't really know what you have there. Um, but on that note, um, on the other side of the field, Michigan State's running backs have been, they weren't really able to get anything going. Um, you know, it, it's it's perhaps not the, uh, the, same, the same group we saw with, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, who I think, Maybe with a uh, maybe with a little bit of revisionist history, might be like the greatest college football player ever, considering the drop off for Michigan State after he left. Um, but Michigan State's running back Nathan Carter is pretty talented. Um, his numbers are are pretty solid so far, but you can certainly see the flashes of of why they they believe in him there. Um, Maryland's run defense is definitely going to have to hold up strong. And I know you know you were kind of flipping it to the offense there, but um, when you when you talk about you know Maryland kind of stopping this Michigan State offense and kind of getting off to a fast start. Part of that is going to be to force whoever their quarterback is. It doesn't matter if it's Noah Kim or uh, Kaden Hauser. It doesn't matter who it is. You're going to try and force them into mistakes. Then if you can force them into turnovers, even then, that builds that momentum. And, and we've definitely seen what that did in the last game against Virginia, the way that those turnovers just kind of built on each other, and they completely put that game out of reach. Yeah, no, and, and like you mentioned, Michigan's rushing attack, it, it has struggled, especially um, against Washington at, at the moment. They, they, have, they have the second second to worst rushing attack um, as, as a team in the Big Ten. And their quarterback play right now, as you mentioned, is kind of up in the air. So if I think Maryland defense needs to put the pressure on immediately, force Michigan State offense to make plays because they haven't shown the ability to do that early on in the season, at least. Well, let's get into some prediction about how this game 
is going to turn out. I know that that you're thinking maybe it'll be a bit of a slow first half for the Terps. Kind of what are you what are you expecting to see, or even what are you hoping to see? Well, I'll, I'll start off with what I'm expecting to see. I'm expecting a really low scoring game in, in, in the first half, a really tight uh, contested game. And then I think the game kind of opens up and I think Maryland starts to pull away. And I think they come away with a seven to so probably a one to two touchdown, a victory somewhere probably around the 10 points. So that's not something they get um, until the fourth quarter. And I guess the one thing I'm going to look at immediately, as we mentioned, I know it's, it's the easy answer, but it's the start, right? Can, can Maryland eliminate those ugly starts and and, and kind of establish uh, themselves early? I don't think they'll be able to um, on the road, but that's obviously something that needs to be on the lookout for. I think I'm going to just kind of go the other way with my prediction a little bit and, and say that I think they are going to start a little bit faster than what we've seen just because when you have two straight starts like that on tape, and I know, you know, we, we saw this with penalties last year where they didn't really clean it up, but it just feels like such an easy way for Mike Loxley to motivate this team it seems like such an easy thing just to be like, we got to hit the ground running. And I know it's, it's, it's easier said than done to actually do that, but it just feels like the kind of spot where like, if this team is for real, if this team is going to have a good season and this team is going to be able to win a game like this, they're going to have to start fast. And I do kind of expect them to rise up to the challenge just because partially of, of everything that's swirling around Michigan state's program. I just, I'm not, I'm not sure how like their heads, I'm not sure how much like their heads are in the game really. Like, I know that, you know, the players, once they're out on the field, maybe they're kind of able to compartmentalize a lot of that stuff, but it just feels like there's just so much going on there. And Maryland has so much reason to be ready to start fast. It just, it feels like a spot where I can definitely see the Terps coming out hot. I'm not sure I love the point spread over a touchdown. That seems like a lot of points to be giving Maryland on the road. So I would probably agree with you that it will kind of be a little bit close. Maybe, maybe at the end, you can see Maryland, you know, winning by like a touchdown or so, but uh, certainly seems like it's going to be a close game. And I think we're all, you know, kind of excited to see what this team does in, in big 10 play, which is kind of going to be what defines this season. Yeah, no, it's like, it's Maryland's biggest test of the season. And I think really telling uh, this result, how, how the rest of the season will go for the Terps. For sure. We've seen, I mean, how many times has Maryland been here at three and zero or four and zero or whatever it is, you know, we, years in a row. yeah, we've seen, we've, we've seen this story before. So, you know, games like this will kind of decide, uh, what this Maryland season is going to be like, whether it be like the past years, or maybe they flounder a little bit in Big Ten play, or you know maybe uh, maybe they're able to kind of get over that hump a little bit. Definitely be interesting to see what happens on the field in East Lansing on Saturday. Thank you all for listening once again. We really appreciate it, and we'll be back uh, after the game with our instant reaction. We're going to try and get those going every week. We'll see you on Sunday.